0: Well, we're going to take just a few moments this morning and just continue to just dive all around this Christmas Advent season. You know, after you you do this for a few years, you got to get creative on Christmas during the Christmas season. And um, forgive me in about another five, ten years if you're like, hold up, I've heard that one before. <laughs> it's hard, <laughs> but um, there's always more. There's always more to find, and there's always more to glean. Amen? It says in Matthew chapter 2, verses 4 through 6, and Luke chapter 2, verse 11. In Matthew 2, verse 4, it says in, Gathering together all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, For this is what has been written by the prophet. Also in Luke chapter 2, in verse 11, he's in his own world. Luke chapter 2 verse 11, for there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Lord, we just thank you today for your word. Thank you, Jesus, for the prophecies, Lord. Thank you for the coming. And Lord, we just ask that you would just speak to your people today, Lord. Just let your presence be so near lord let your glory just shine upon our hearts and our lives god and lord we just draw near today and god we give you honor in the mighty name of jesus i pray amen you know bethlehem is referred to as the house of bread and many of us are have heard that before and in a moment we're going to see there's another sort of less known meaning for Bethlehem, or not necessarily meaning, but something Bethlehem is actually known for. But the prophet foretold, you know, for centuries ago, the, the coming of the Lord. As the Word of God tells us that the Lord will give you a sign, the virgin shall give birth to a son, and whom will be called Emmanuel. And this, as we mentioned just a moment ago, Emmanuel simply meaning God with us. And Emmanuel, God with us, being birth from Mary, the young girl handmaiden of the Lord. It says in the scriptures, and it says, And you, Bethlehem, from the land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For from you... Will come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. So we see all these different things about Bethlehem as pertains to the coming of our Lord. And, and we would also some of us be familiar with the reason one of the reasons, among others, why the nation of Israel rejected the coming Messiah and largely has continued to reject. His first advent today was the simple misinterpretation of this scripture, among others, where it says, for from you will come forth a ruler who would shepherd, shepherd God's people. So the nation of Israel was looking for this, this mighty deliverer, and this is one aspect of Christ's humble entrance into the world that really there was just no way that they were able to receive or accept their deliverer or their ruler coming in such a gentle, humble form. But nonetheless, Jesus came as he did and as Bethlehem is called the house of bread, Jesus is obviously referred to as the bread of life you know when you go back and study as we did whether it was last year whenever it was this year or last year it gets all confused but you go when you look at the the tabernacle and the temple and how the the tent of meeting was was orchestrated and there was the showbread that would be brought into the temple that would stay there for a period of time and after that period of time was done that bread would then be available for the priests and only the priests to partake of and eat. It couldn't be taken by anybody else, but the priests could then use it as sustenance for their body. And so now we can liken that that showbread, that bread that was brought into the tent of tabernacle, as now that bread was signifying the bread of life, the bread of Christ that would come into this world. Now, the other aspect of this Bethlehem, by no means is least among the leaders of Judea. Here's one that we uh, less known know about Bethlehem, is that Bethlehem, being also the house of bread, was referred to as the house of fighters. Everybody say house of fighters. Now, here's the thing. We're familiar with King David. We're familiar with King David and how he came to his reign. And we'll look at him and some of the similarities in just a moment. But King David was a warrior, right? King David was one that, that Bethlehem, the way that Jerusalem came into existence was as we see in the the old testament david came upon that that jebusite city and when he came to that city that he was going to take and conquer and was going to become jerusalem he said you know what anybody who takes this city he offered a handsome reward and they took that city by crawling through the the waste drain the sewage they crawled through the sewage and accessed that city and conquered that city which then became Jerusalem which then would become the the starting point for where Christ would come and David being this really the only one in the Old Testament that was in function in a similar fashion as Christ David from his very from his very anointing as king did you ever notice that when he came in, the prophet came to his father, and what was the first thing that happened? They gathered all the, all the sons, but where was David? He was out in the field. Where was, who was David with out in the field? Remember, shepherds smell like sheep. David was out there hanging out with the sheep. All the first sons that were brought in by the prophet the first thing that Samuel said, and they were a little bit nervous when Samuel showed up on the scene, you know, we we should be thankful that we don't operate in the same way because the first thing they said was, hey, do you come in peace? I mean, Samuel just got finished not so long before cutting off the head of a king because he wasn't, it wasn't accomplished by Saul, the king. And They said, Samuel, do you come in peace? And the first thing that Samuel said to them is, consecrate yourselves because we're coming before the Lord. And they all got consecrated. They all prepared themselves. They all did the ceremonial cleaning and cleansing of themselves, signifying once again that we all have to be cleansed in order to come before the Lord. Even today, we have to be cleansed before coming before the Lord. Even even when Jesus tells the parable and says, go out into the highways and the byways and bring them in, and they all come in, and and then he looks out to those who was coming in, and there was a person out there that had not put on the wedding clothes. We all have to put on our wedding clothes. Amen? And David, after the brothers... And the father were all consecrated, and the prophet went through all of the brothers and turns to the father and says, Hey, is there anybody else? Because none of these sons are the right sons. And he says, Oh, yeah, well, I've got one more in the field, right? I've got one more son, and he's hanging out with the sheep. You see, right there we can see similarities in, we're talking about Bethlehem, we're talking about the house of bread, we're talking about the the house of David. This is where it says in Luke chapter 2, where we just begun, it said, for they are born to you this day in the city of David, a Savior. Christ was talked about being born in in Bethlehem. The house of bread, Christ was referred to as being born in the, the city of David. You see, there's so many similarities between David and Christ that even at David's beginning, like we now see at Christ's beginning, David came from humble starts. Everybody say humble starts. <laughs> David came, and you could, even, you could even call David the overlooked king. The overlooking, just like Christ in many ways, born in the manger with with no pomp and with no great ceremony other than those who we talked about in weeks past that were present. There were so many similarities. And when David came before the prophet, one of the things that's always struck me about when David came, that David, it gives no indication that David went through the ceremonial consecration. He just showed up from the field smelling like a sheep, and the Bible even calls him ruddy. In other words, I mean, he was handsome, but, man, he was filthy. He was, he was a handsome little chap, but, man, don't get too close to him because he stunk. Know anybody like that? No, I'm kidding. And David came, and we can learn something about David that day, that though he was not consecrated externally, there was something significant and special about that boy, David, because he was obviously consecrated in his heart. He was a, living a life of consecration. It was a, it was a picture of, of a New Testament life in an Old Testament context. Whereas God is not concerned about the external. He doesn't, he doesn't concern, I'm just going to have to ride it just a little bit longer. He doesn't concern whether you come in, in pajamas or in, a, or in a coat. He doesn't, I'm so, man, I should have wore pajamas today. I'm really kicking, baby, why didn't I wear pajamas today? Oh, maybe that's why. I could, where is, is, that, is that, is that, is that, is that PJ, is that as PJs as it gets? We okay. I, <laughs> that's as PJs as it gets. All right. It doesn't matter with with Christ. What matters is is the inside consecration. And so we can see this this humble beginning with David. We can see the, the humble beginning with Christ. But again, as David grew up, David grew up into this mighty warrior. I mean, he was still a man after God's own heart. He, he played his, his stringed instrument. He worshiped before the Lord. He wrote all these psalms and songs unto the Lord. But, but nonetheless, he was a man that was a, a fighter. He was one that, that at the end of his days wasn't allowed to construct the temple of the Lord. Though he funded it, was not allowed to construct it because of all the bloodshed. And therefore, Bethlehem, in the same way that it was, it's known to be the house of bread, It's also has a historical knowing of being the house of fighters because of those leaders that came from this. And, and perhaps this was yet another reason, in the same way that David conquered Goliath and defeated Goliath on that, that field of battle in order to, to restore honor to the nation of Israel, in order to restore dignity, and honor to God's people in the same way. Maybe this is one of the reasons why that the nation of Israel was expecting their Savior, their ruler, to come as a conquering warrior. And make no mistake, there is coming the day when Christ will return as the conquering warrior. King. And so we look at these fields of Bethlehem, and we can see how Christ, being from the lineage of David, even being from the lineage of David, and as we quickly made reference to last night, the the characters in the story, just to reference two of them. I mean, you go from Rahab, the two that stick out probably the most to me in the moment being Rahab that that lady of the night that welcomed in the men from the spies from Israel and how her entire her entire future and her entire lineage was changed because she welcomed the men of God and she protected the men of God, and she helped them to accomplish what their mission was and their purpose was. It's amazing. We're talking about the humility, and we're talking about how the external doesn't matter when the internal is right. The external matters nothing when the internal is right. You can have a woman with a, with a history such as Rahab, and, and in a moment of time, it's wiped away. Even in Old Testament time, it's wiped away because she steps out in faith, because she puts her own life on the line. Because she says, helping the people of God and, and submitting myself to the plan of God. Everybody knows and everybody fears your God. We've heard the stories of what your God did at that river, at that sea. We've heard the stories. We've heard the fame of your God. And she submitted herself. And the other one is obviously David, whom we're talking about this morning. David being a man Far from having it all together. And all the men in the house said, Amen. Amen. All the other men in the house said, "Amen," and some of the ladies. David having his mistakes, David having his fumblings, whether it be his relationship, his infamous relationship with Bathsheba or whether it be his, his infamous bad decisions with Uriah. Well, David had his mistakes. Even with having a heart that was consecrated, even coming before the Lord, not going through the ceremonial cleansing, but having his heart already consecrated before the Lord, he still walked out this journey making mistakes yet keeping his heart right before God. Christ eventually coming, still coming from the lineage of David. The Lord, our Heavenly Father, He didn't say, We got to start over. We got to go find somebody else. We got to go find a perfect human being. But He kept on going to where Jesus was born in the city of David. We talked about the journey last night of those main characters in the Christmas New Testament story, but we can think about even the journey of David. We can think about the journey of all these men and all these women that were all going to collide on this this prophetic night of Christ's entrance into the world. David, like Jesus, David was found, and David was taught faith and taught trust as he spent time with God in the fields of Bethlehem, in the fields with his sheep. And and we made mention a little last year kind of quickly, but we'll do the same now, that those same fields in the city of David, in the fields of Bethlehem, it was the same fields that the angels appeared and, and began to sing glory to God on the highest. Peace to all mankind. It was in those same fields where David, years before, was spending time with the sheep that he was caring for. It was in those same fields where David was learning how to trust the Lord. You see, it's, it's in caring for God's sheep, it's in being with God's people, it's in with smelling and just in rubbing together and journeying together in the house of bread, in the house of warriors. It's in this, this journeying together where we, we grow and we learn in our faith. We, we fumble forward a lot of times and all the while we're, we're growing in our faith. We're learning from King David, who at the time was just boy David. It took him many years to come into that that kingship that we know him for today. But it took him many, many years, and he went back to the lessons learned in those, those days of being humbled, starting with such a humble beginning, and even as he rose to great prominence and rose to great power, that he was still brought to to a humbling during his journey. Every one of our journeys in this life, we talk about each of the individual journeys of the Christmas story, but I want to tell us that each one of our journeys, there are going to be seasons of humbling that will define our future. We have to continue to like David, like Jesus was willing to take upon the form of a man. And in the same fields, very near those very same fields where David learned to trust God, where David learned to worship the Lord, where David learned how to care for and smell like sheep, it was near those very same fields that Christ's entrance came into this world. And, And that was what caught the shepherds. That's what caught their eye. That was the, the first, probably the first thing that caught their eye is when they saw the gentle, small babe wrapped in those swallowing clothes. They were reminded. They probably I can only imagine the flashbacks. You know, like when you have a flashback, you see something, you hear something, it's like your whole something just like, and you're just like brought there. I can only imagine when those shepherds walked in into that 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 glorious evening and took one glance at the babe and saw him wrapped and and immediately immediately they probably just the whole the whole thing just like a flood of download made sense to David to the fields that they were in to the lambs that they were taking the sheep that they were taking care of to the To the glory that was displayed to them in the heavens. And all of a sudden, all of that came. And in one moment, it made complete sense when they took one look at Christ. That's still true today. It's still true today. Our entire life can be complete confusion. It can make complete and utter no sense at all. Until we come and we take one Look at Christ. And in a moment of time, in a moment of time, everything that that was just utter confusion to our hearts and our minds, that confusion just gets washed away and all of a sudden there's clarity of purpose. There's clarity of heart from the boy David spending all, those, all that time in the, in the field being overlooked by his father, being overlooked by his brothers, being overlooked by, by everybody, just him and the sheep. But in a moment of time, in a moment of time, when the Holy Spirit descended upon that boy David, you got to know in a similar fashion, In a similar fashion as when Zechariah, in his journey, as Elizabeth, her barrenness, in a moment of time, ended. Mary, her, in a moment of time, the overshadowing of the Holy Spirit. Joseph, all his confusion in the moment of time was gone with a visitation from God. All of them, all this confusion just in each one of their journeys. All these journeying going on, and it takes one look. At Christ for all that confusion all that misunderstood things that's happened in our life for it to be gone in a moment of time as we said last night apart from Christ there would be no hope there would be no light there would be no understanding in this life this is the beauty of the season that we're celebrating and I just want to end this morning, shorter morning, I may add, with the poem that I read last night from John Wright Follett, where it says, "Oh, holy night." We can go ahead and get the worship team back. It says, "Oh, holy night, born to us on the wings of time, from out of the dark recesses of eternity." God's hour, the promise of eternal life and light. A gleaming jewel rests within thy dark embrace. O holy hour, the miracle of God is thine. He clothes himself with human form and comes to us. The bud of promise which Jehovah once spoke breaks into bloom and sheds its fragrance over the whole earth. Tonight the rose of Sharon rests upon the breast of Mary as she holds the little Christ child close. God's hour of promise has not passed but still is ours. I'm going to say that one more time. God's hour of promise has not passed but is still ours. The night was dark Deep shadows clothe the hearts of men, but still within the manger rude, the glory shines. Oh, hasten with me, then, and let's gather at his feet. This is the hour for which our hungry hearts were made. We need its light. We need its mystery and its fragrance is so sweet. This is God's hour, a jewel gleaming in the dark night. God bless this Christmas night. God bless this Christmas hour in Jesus' name. Go ahead and stand to your feet if you would. Hallelujah. We're gonna end with one more song this morning. Just open up your hearts right now. Let this Christmas hour, this Christmas morning, let this be a, a moment, a special moment for you. If you're here and you need, you need a, a special touch of the Lord in your life, you need Jesus, the reality of Christ and his coming to burst forth in your heart. You need the reality of that one look That one look upon the Savior, no longer a babe, but a risen Savior. Just one look to remove the confusion, the clutter, the misunderstanding, the unknown. Let this hour, let this moment be your moment in Jesus' name. Just open up your hearts. Lord, we just thank you today. Lord, we thank you that we can gather on this Christmas morn. We thank you that we can celebrate our risen Savior, that we can anticipate and look forward to His second Advent. Jesus, we say come. Jesus, we welcome You in our hearts. We welcome You in our lives. We welcome You every day to journey with us, Lord, by Your Holy Spirit, strengthening us, guiding us, comforting us, correcting us. Lord, we give you all the glory today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Let's close with this one last song. This.